How's looks? What's the matter, Danny? Yeah. You can't just make people disappear. Welcome back to Cocktail Cinema, folks. Coming at you hot and fuzzy with your <laughs> weekly movie review podcast. I am your first favorite bartender, third favorite author, Josh Price. And as always, I am joined by the best co-host and producer in the biz. Hello, nice hello. Intro, Josh. Greg and Shasty, how you doing? <laughs> that made me extra hot and fuzzy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, welcome to the show, boys. Heck yeah. Let's do it. I'm, I'm real excited. Right. I did not realize until rewatching this movie that Edgar Wright is becoming one of my favorite directors. Mm. So in case you haven't guessed, this week we are reviewing Hot Fuzz, the 2007 film from Edgar Wright. This movie had a meager budget, uh, anywhere between 12 and $16 million, uh, but it did have a, a nice box office return with $80.7 million. Wow, actually that surprises me. Yeah. You know, just because it's, I don't know. Well, for that time, yeah, yeah, for that time, that's a that's a decent return, you know, um, and I mean, there's good reason for it. There's some there's some really good work done in this movie. Mm-hmm. Greg, I'm time gonna, has I'm gonna, come. <laughs> I'm gonna list the big four because I can't I can't name off the entire city. Fair enough. But uh, Simon Pegg as Nicholas Angel. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on to Nick Frost as Danny Butterman. Love that guy. Mm-hmm. Jim Broadbent. As Inspector Frank Butterman, Danny's dad, and Timothy Dalton as Simon Skinner, man himself. Right. <laughs> I did a double take the first time. So I was like, "Is that is that him?" Yeah. It surely was. Yeah i i I get a kick out of, I get a kick out of this this cast. It's it's just it's half the BBC, just really <laughs> exactly. giving it their yeah. all. And like I said, that that's four people out of mm-hmm. thirty that I should be mentioning. You know, yeah. They all kind of played a part, but it can't. Yeah. Be there's 30. a whole whole bunch of background characters show that do. we will we will definitely <laughs> get into, but. My, I'm too excited. I'm too excited. I got to calm my nerves. So I made us a drink this week. Mm-hmm. This was, I named, <laughs> I named this because you, sir, <laughs> came up with a great idea to call this the hot fuzzy navel. Well, I just thought it was, it was too obvious not to pass. Up. Yeah, I don't know how it <laughs> yeah. like. For as smart as I am, I really am dumb sometimes. So thank sometimes you for picking that gotta, one up. Sometimes you just got to listen to stupid guy. So yeah. the hot fuzzy <laughs> navel, folks, is uh, it's one ounce of absolute mandarin or orange vodka. If you can't get your hands on mandarin. Um, half an ounce of peach schnapps. Half an ounce of our favorite pama liqueur. Uh, two oh. ounces of OJ and two ounces of pineapple juice. And give that a quick shake. Um, the more you shake it, the frothier it'll get. But, you know, uh-huh. I wanted this one to be a little clean. There we are. Cheers. Cheers, cheers. Oh, my navel. <laughs> that mandarin definitely shines through. Yeah. Real good. The pama in there, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of cuts it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Definitely a different take on a on a fuzzy navel. With Certainly. With the pama. Certainly. But <laughs> yeah. Because these are pretty straightforward. Peach schnapps and orange juice. Yeah, it's a, it's a screwdriver with, with peach schnapps. Yeah. I was afraid there was just going to be like hot sauce in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Probably should have been. Yeah, yeah. Someday. Cayenne, Someday. Cayenne rim I'll, or something. I'll play with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, there's your hot fuzzy navel. Mm-hmm. All right. And you know, Dude. now now I got some liquid courage, I can calm my nerves a little bit and talk about a movie that surprisingly stands up. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're talking about 2007, you know, the, the height of like the Judd Apatow era where... You know, comedies don't necessarily survive mm-hmm. culturally from that time period. There was, you know, we were we were making some changes, and this one holds up. I think I think the majority of the core besides the big names, does. you know, like the you know Adam Sandler's, Chris mm-hmm. Farley's, you know, besides the big names, but these guys are you know Simon Pegg and Nick Fo- Frost. Mm-hmm. Being who would have thunk? These guys, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. 
they work so well together it's mm -hmm. almost their dynamic is just through the roof so in that trilogy this is the the second one this is the second right? one yeah so you've got Shaun of the dead then hot fuzz and then the world's end and i believe i know definitely for this one simon Pegg and edgar wright wrote the script but i believe that's the case for the other two as well okay. yeah yeah yeah, so, and, and this is, the reason we kind of went with this one over Shaun of the Dead, outside of the obvious Halloween connection um, for Shaun of the Dead, was this is the most different out of the three. Mm -hmm. um, the other two are kind of goofy horror comedies, whereas this is more of a murder mystery. Right. And I really appreciate the direction that this takes mm -hmm. because of that. And for whatever reason, it, it, is, it is more thought-provoking mm -hmm. because of that mystery level, but it's... It's it's crazy the amount of information and people they're trying to gather in this mm -hmm. thing and for it to make sense. I, yeah. Can I start off by, by saying that? Go for it. Go for it. Um, my takeaway is, uh, you don't watch this movie. If you don't watch this movie and think, oh my god, how much editing went into this, the smash cuts, mm -hmm. you know, just nonstop. It was almost ex exhausting to watch because there was so much going on. It's in such little. It's for your of brain time. to process. Right. Yeah. For sure. Um, <clears throat> but I think that part was is the standout of this movie, you mm -hmm. know, as far as just, I mean, Chelsea could probably talk a little bit more. If you, you well, know. yeah, I mean, editing is where we touch base with a lot of these more current movies. Um, you know, 2007, sure. There was enough, um, enough you could CGI do in post mm -hmm. yeah, to right. accomplish this versus Hitchcock doing, yeah, doing a vertical zoom yeah. versus mm -hmm. just yeah. taking a, a, a still shot. Mm hmm. And panning out while you zoom in. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It can be done 100% mm -hmm. digitally now. But, it, I mean, I think you're kind of at that point where you do have every kind of camera and rig under the sun oh, to accomplish this. You know what I mean? Like, I was, I was like, screenshotting these as they were playing in a video. You know what I yeah. mean? But this is from the... You go on YouTube and just you know type in uh, Hot Fuzz behind the scenes, mm -hmm. and it's similar to what we did with Snatch and for mm -hmm. Lockstock. Like there's just amazing, amazing footage showing exactly what we're talking right. about. And they, you know, I mean, it's the top of the line, still, mm -hmm. still um, uh, cameras, mm -hmm. and then mounted on segways. Yeah, you know what I mean. And then yeah. on yeah, right, uh, yeah, you know rickshaw dollies, yep. and then on cranes. Cool. This dude right here, I'll get back to that. But yeah, you That's know, you so move cool on to, to the movie that looks, it comes across as so cutting edge and like, mm -hmm. the, and this stuff. They're still kind of, not, I wouldn't say barbaric, but you yeah, know, well, but no, still using those. They're still functional. using a certain amount of analog to right. achieve that. Is what I'm saying. Where a lot of this could be done in post, mm -hmm. they used half. You know, use mm -hmm. a golf cart, yeah, and then use these badass right. cameras and then tie together in That's post really with cool. the editing where you're talking about. Where, where like if if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. You were born since this time, and and you know what I mean. You know yeah. how movies are just produced now. It's you, you kind of lose sight of like, yeah, twenty dudes Absolutely. running around the gold, on, yeah. on these like golf carts and shit. But um, yeah, like they yeah, um, awesome. they um, they 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 have this wheel right here that they're manually cutting down the frames that the camera is registering, which again oh, wow. you would okay. use in, in post. But you see, you see a lot of those double exposure scenes, like mm -hmm. think City of God, where it's like it's fast. It goes from slow motion mm -hmm. to fast forwarding, and there's double exposures in between. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. literally Jeez, this right. dude. There's there's another guy right here. There's one dude on the camera, <laughs> and he's relying on this dude who's 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 
looking at, at, at the side monitor mm-hmm. to tell him what frame he's currently at because he's just spinning it. You know what wow. I mean? Right. He's got he's going from twelve to eighteen to twenty four wow. to thirty. Mm-hmm. I just like this movie ten times more. I mean, it's it's <laughs> that's Edgar Wright. I mean, I, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, that's right. the same reason Josh he's he's slowly becoming one of his favorite right. directors. Yeah, that's because cool. absolutely what it's it is. Because yeah. it's like you 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 see you put the two thousand seven you put this film on the same level as visuals as anything mm-hmm. that comes out today, and just yeah. knowing why I think is super yeah. important. Important for sure. Definitely. Well, he's he's got to know your bones before you get to the flesh, right? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. He his the way he looks at film. I mean, obviously, like a guy like Roger Deakin, who he's 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 the cinematographer that the Coen Brothers use all the time. Okay, okay. he's he's someone who just knows what he can can, can accomplish mm-hmm. with a camera. Where like he didn't even switch to digital until he was sure he couldn't accomplish what he wanted to do <laughs> with film. So like you look at a guy like Edgar Wright, who more or less was reading Deacon's book but putting his own style on it it's he he can go in that category with Tarantino where a lot of this is self-taught style with just the, this old school filmmaking mm-hmm. in a way you know obviously this is 2007 so of there course. were some things they were doing in a, in a modern way but the practical effects as it were mm-hmm. or camera tricks make this movie that much more fun because your brain may not register it right away, but it is noticeable. Even the best CGI can't right, accomplish right, exactly. what some of these camera tricks I think that, can. That for this being a semi-spoof, mm-hmm. like it comes across huge in that factor. I feel like that's the whole point of this. Why I think that that's why the whole movie was made. It wasn't necessarily based around the story; it was just mm-hmm. based around the shooting style. Kind of get kind of get that feel, you know. But that's. Yeah, it's truly totally. amazing what they, were, what they were able to accomplish because I, like I talked about these smash yeah. cuts and how they were able to do this and segment and move forward and uh, transition into different scenes. Holy smokes. Man. I think you're right. I think the plot was addressed in the same way that the directing was. Mm-hmm. Right. And your two main characters, like you said, right. they did a lot of the writing. Yeah. And it was one of the things where I think this was three years after Shaun of the Dead. So they had been mm-hmm. writing it for two years nonstop. Yeah. And. And Greg, I'm sorry, remind me of the main character's name. Uh, I apologize. Angel. Angel. Like, Angel. Nicholas Angel. Angel. He does. Yeah. There's not. Angle. There's not a million, like, <laughs> an absurd amount of stunts to do, but he mm-hmm. does his own yeah. stunts. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> hopping the, the fence, fence is an yeah. ongoing joke. And, like, the, the, and the whole he's thing. Doing? Oh, my yeah, yeah, but it was, it was one of those things where they were. They were coming like out of the gusto of doing Shaun of the Dead, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. After doing all that shit, and then like taking your break, and then write for two years, yeah. mm-hmm. just like tea and crumpets the whole time. <laughs> like they were both, they were making fun of each other. Like, dude, we like try to get back, you know, like yeah. completely yeah. out of shape. Yeah, I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> Definitely. I guess that, to go into that scene or that that segment as far as yeah. um, Officer Angel and Danny, his his partner. Th- that whole relationship was kind of enthralling to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, Nick coming from London, big London town, mm-hmm. they kicked him out for doing too much police work and making him look bad. <laughs> and he goes in this it town, the Rudy it's the safest his, yeah. town in in the country. Uh, mm-hmm. And then he digs up this huge conspiracy. Conspiracy, which yeah. Nobody believes him, and but just their that friendship, you know mm-hmm. what I mean, between him and him and they, they were kind of a uh, opposite and equal, mm-hmm. yin and yang. Kind of to that well, it's point. it's it's quite literally good cop and a bad cop. But I love that he's like, he, he loves these movies where it's like you know the the, the callback to like uh, 
Uh, what's the movie? Uh, if you're if you're bad boys, oh no, he's point break. Point, point break. break. Yeah. 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 Have you ever shot him? No, never shot him. I go to the air and said, so uh, good. No, but, but he was able to do that at the end. Oh man, yeah. I loved it so much. And yeah. and, and that was the best tie back. And if you if you watch works. the whole movie, not only are there that amount of references mm-hmm. to like '90s crime mystery movies mm-hmm. and and just cop movies in general, yeah. there's also the foreshadowing like that like mm-hmm. he yeah. mentions that early to watch it in the movie to say it later but like the crossword puzzle when he mm-hmm. checks into the cottage at first fascist versus hag yeah. yeah and then he does it again and if you take that a step further it was like seven across is fascist and she's spraying her machine gun at him across <laughs> and when he says uh five down oh, that was a german says five down, it's, yeah. it's that the, was a german the powder sh- all right you wow. know what I mean? so so there's not only the foreshadowing cool. and the references but there's like Triple depth yeah. mm-hmm. throughout this whole right, thing. Right. Yeah, I mean, it was like usually that doesn't. They go don't. Past yeah, me. they don't talk. <laughs> uh, so it was. They didn't talk about lethal weapon, but it was uh, Murtaugh was one of the streets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Riggs was like like the one of the Chinese restaurants was one mm-hmm. that they used. I oh, think, I didn't see and, that. Yeah, yeah, like I think in, in that's like, funny. The Lethal Weapon movies, too. It's getting better and better. Post. Yeah. I think it was like yeah, Ben. I mean, this, is, <laughs> this is Edgar Wright. He's yeah. not just a filmmaker. He's, he's a student of film. Yeah, yeah. yeah awesome. that's why I'm putting him... Like I, I probably wouldn't have before, but I'm putting him up there with, with Tarantino mm-hmm. and Rodriguez, where... They just love films so much yeah. that that makes them better. It's it's like almost like, like they're, fun they're paying their dues. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Right. These these dudes especially yeah. like yeah. had had saying a lot of this stuff and and right. Like, yeah, I I don't know, I don't know how much he loved Orchid with his his other actors and writers, but it was it was from right. just watching this whole behind mm-hmm. the That's scenes. That's kind of thing. What I, was, I was shocked on like what how much money that they were yeah originally like you said twelve million or so. Yeah, the estimates are, are between twelve and sixteen. I guess to, not to regress yeah. or anything, but that's that that's why I think this movie was funded so low is because he was using these mm-hmm. analog kind of. Ways. Well, that's that's yeah, probably so part of his amazing. pitch is like, yeah, hey, exactly. I can make this right. this banger. Well, with I think that would almost no cost money. more money for manpower, but not for equipment. Some of these. I well, mean, the most, you're the talking most, about tying yeah. this camera, another camera to a golf cart on tracks yeah. and having a pole these cameras are like well at, th- at this time like and even today to some extent the most expensive thing you're paying for is visual effects so if you can do things practic- practically it it does shave a lot off the yeah. budget you know um seems like at that time like i don't know i want to mm-hmm. th- th- that's what this movie wanted to make me do the most research mm-hmm. about like that you know what i mean it was a yeah, breaking yeah. time from doing things practically to yeah to pull them off at least like yeah, as convincingly as this right. versus right. Well, Friday and, and it's, <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, it, the you the way to. the way the camera <laughs> swoops, it, it's it's reminiscent a little bit of, of even some some more modern films like uh, La La Land, the the dance scene where they're cutting back and forth between Emma Stone and uh, Ryan Gosling. That was that was all just like a cameraman is aimed at at Emma Stone, and then the director's tapping him on the shoulder when he needs him to move the right. camera. These things are becoming yes. popular again because of directors like Tarantino and Mike. and and we talk about and Tarantino mm-hmm. and we talk about Guy Ritchie so much. This but, is true. But yeah. this, with every point I think that I made throughout thro- showing all these photos here, mm-hmm. yeah, is the the choreography that it takes to mm-hmm. do this, and that's what you're saying. Like having yeah. somebody just tap you on the shoulder to yep. do something as simple that you think you would do in post. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. doing. 
to pull off a movie on this level is like what Robbie Rodriguez mm-hmm. yeah. does right. on a yeah. daily basis. And you say choreography, so usually people only know it's like I'm, I, I usually take the approach of the viewer. So yeah. we talk about fight choreography, yeah. mm-hmm. um, uh, communication choreography, the, the, the swoops of the camera, and which to make that happen and mm-hmm. make you feel warm and fuzzy navel about <laughs> a movie. And that it's it's awesome that we're able to kind of look behind the scenes and see that the choreography up front is completely powered by these awesome human the grips the mm-hmm. you know everybody behind the scenes we don't talk enough about the, the but i think it's, but i don't think we get too many looks at that you that's know true. what i mean that's like true. the best directors you know it comes down to like like we say tarantino like reservoir dogs warehouse scene mm-hmm. there's no tricks right, he's right, right. breaking rules yeah that you don't you, yeah. you learn in film school that you don't do right you know what i'm saying yeah where this literally like my main takeaway from this was the how many people it takes to do mm-hmm. just like uh, just one fraction Ten of second the shot, shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and how how they were directed more than the actors. Mm-hmm. And what we see is Very just the, the actors being directed versus this choreography we're talking about. So it's yeah. like, that's what I've been nerding out on for the, the yeah. last week. It's like lineman versus quarterback. Well, yeah. and, and I mean, talking about breaking breaking rules, this, this movie is a, a four-act movie. Yeah. That does not happen. So... In a typical okay. in a typical three act structure, when he when he approaches the the towns the, 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 the council the second time, and it feels like it feels like a uh, a climax. That's normally where the shootout happens. Right. Mm-hmm. But in this movie, <clears throat> we are given an extra chapter after that where they run him out of town. They 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 think they've killed him off. And then some of the best writing in the whole flick happens when he comes back because all those callbacks happen. Mm-hmm. The callback to the mine, the callback to the to the armory, the, puzzle, the, the horses, armory, the crossword yeah, puzzle. Mine. Yeah. <laughs> all of that happens in this fourth act. And, and that's kind of even yeah, even even right, references sorry. to like all the missing people happen right. in that break between acts three and four. And it's only because we have this fourth act that we have this weird balanced I say weird because when you look at it, it's strange on paper, but yeah. it's very balanced. Mm-hmm. The there's there's things that are set up even in Act Three right. that that are paid off in Act Four, and I'm blown away by it. Yeah. So I mean, to add on to your uh, the, the second run in with the the council, the, mm-hmm. the circular table, which I love, I think that's a great way that they've accomplished the amount of <clears throat> growth and, and and camaraderie across the evil scale of the of the of the town. You know, mm-hmm. so everybody's involved. So they did it once at. When is kind of when he was welcomed? Yeah, um, they let him know kind of what's going on, and it happened again when they're all wearing hoods. Same people. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was so important to create that balance we were talking about because mm-hmm. without that, those two times, those interactions, there would the balance wouldn't be there because you're mm-hmm. not putting you're not putting the 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 florist, the, the, yeah. you know, the, the, yeah. the their occupations, the, what mm-hmm. they do for the town, where they're all able to watch at a bird's eye view and, yeah. and take it. The walkie talkies were, you know what I mean, where mm-hmm. they're all front and center for everybody. <clears throat> Without that interaction, yeah, I don't think this movie is as good as it is. I think that was, like you said, as far as it gives a room to breathe, and then the communication, yeah. and it kind of brings it all together. And then that weird stuff happened where he fell through the ground, right? Fun, but <laughs> well, well I mean, he he, fa- he falls into the I, I mean, I guess considering this is this is England, it's, it's a pikey one, camp, yeah. <laughs> right? But I mean, where it goes out of a truck, it after. gives those characters room to breathe, exactly, because. Uh, the, in, in a typical room to breathe as well. Yeah. You know, you oh, absolutely. I can comprehend what's going on, which before it was a clusterfuck. Mm-hmm. They pumped so many, so much foreshadowing there. It's mm-hmm. like you almost need that. Actor. Yeah. Yeah, you really do because it, it 
Simon Pegg's character, uh, Nicholas Angel. Angle? He, <laughs> Nicholas Angle. <laughs> he, uh, he develops what he thinks is this, this, this like love his comeback. airtight story. He's a big city cop who he's like all all these deaths are happening in this town. There's no they have to be connected. And then when you get to the end of that third act, where they're like, no, 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 we killed that guy because we didn't like his house. He's a terrible <laughs> actor. She's got a she's got an annoying laugh. Yeah. She got an annoying laugh. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, for the greater good. The yeah, greater the good. greater the good. good. The close good. up on him. Like, stop saying. Are you that? kidding me? These people were innocent. You guys and are it, just out of your mind. It lets that like the 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 Bond villain revealing their plan moment really <laughs> l- have have its moment, and so then I, he comes back for I the think climax. That with the fourth act being there. That that aha moment of mm-hmm. the villain, which you're expecting in any mystery movie, mm-hmm. is like, like I, I've seen this movie before, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? But still, going back and watching it again, you, yeah. you, you like, there's no way to not relive that magic. Uh-huh. It's like, <laughs> right, right. all right, it's Dalton, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's Michael, and he's obviously not doing it by himself. Like you get like mm-hmm. House of Wax vibes instantly. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's for got sure. his yeah, absolutely. And they're called you're out right. the whole time. Everything's laid out there, mm-hmm. but then it's like when you when the when it's re- the 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 villain is revealed. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. at the round table, and you remember when he first came into town, they mm-hmm. invited him over for dinner, talking about the same uh, baby being born. Yeah, and then the christening is what they were talking about in yeah. four. But it was and the damn the damn <laughs> robot. What did they call him? The, the motionless robot. That, yeah, <laughs> like, and he's down there in the. I'm sorry to cut you off. No, no, I'm just saying it's just it's just the wild that it's like awesome. when when that when that when that point breaks, there's twelve villains. Mm-hmm. Point break. Yeah. Ah. It's, <laughs> the other. That is some sweet sound effects. Oh, I loved it. I oh loved man, it. just there is one more thing I I wanted to to talk about, and it's so every uh, every good mis- mystery like the the Agatha Christie style of, of mystery writing mm-hmm. is is the audience has every opportunity to solve the mystery mm-hmm. before before the detective does but what makes it what what makes it important makes it uh, uh fun is you're you're working against the clock just as much as the detective is but if you pay attention every time uh nicholas meets the person that's going to die he says the reason the town is going to kill them like oh she's got an annoying laugh doesn't she uh, his yeah. house is kind of gaudy why? Why are you leaving town? He had an awful yeah, house. No, it's a force. <laughs> yeah, you're and right. One hundred percent. Like you can piece that together, but because you're looking for reasonable yeah, reasons, you're, yeah, you're exactly, right there with him. Exactly. That's a good point. That's a really good point. Yeah. So like, right I I loved you. the you want to th- you want to think about this movie, but you mm-hmm. shouldn't. Just let it come. You to really you. shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> come to you. What you should think about is how this movie was done, and it's very yeah. well fucking yeah. Done. Just overall. Start with the f word again. That's overall. That's um, another dollar in the swing. <laughs> right. right, I think, I think we're gonna I'll, we're gonna eventually pay for yeah, yeah. everything we need. <laughs> <laughs> um, Bloody ambassador. That I, I mean, I I think we can all uh, come to a consensus that it's a uh, go watch this movie immediately. Yeah, kind heck of yeah, thing. heck yeah. Uh, that said, let's move into our next segment. Let's do it. Where here at Cocktail Cinema, we like to rate our movies out of one hundred tacos because tomatoes don't exist in this universe. So 100 tacos being the best, zero tacos being the worst. Uh, Greg, can you give me your taco rating for yeah. Hot Fuzz? Um, it's gone back and forth a few times. Um, let me see here. Man, it's gone. You know, I was going to rate this in the 70s, 
before. Because after talking about this and going back and forth with you guys, and Rick recognizing how much fun we're having tonight, because this is one of the most. I think this is one of the most fun podcasts we've done. To be honest with you, um, I'm gonna give mm-hmm. this movie uh, an 84. 84 solid. That's it. 84. 84 solid. 84. Same behind it. Yeah. 84. I was I was looking lower, but. Um. All right. I can I can dig 84. I can dig 84. Um. I'm gonna I'm gonna rate this a little bit higher. Not much higher. Like I'm, I'm probably gonna land on 86 tacos for for hot fuzz. Um. I think it's Edgar Wright's second best film. Um, we already we did review what I think is Edgar Wright's first first best film, uh, uh, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. If you want to go back in the library and check that out, but for Please all do. the reasons that I said, uh, this, this definitely gets a solid eighty six from me. Okay. Where, you know, the writing is there, mm-hmm. and I, I'm, you know, I, I love mystery stories and the, and all of the all of the diversions from uh, from normal mystery storytelling yeah. that happened despite this being a very straightforward mystery really tickled my my writer brain and it is it is a semi spoof it's like a i don't even know how to how to, how to put this in a, a genre you know what i mean it's like kind of a i don't mm-hmm. know a neo comedy horror it's just weird it's your murder mystery yeah it's it's I, a yeah i think they did it as as good as anybody else could clearly i mean i i would honestly say Deuce Bigelow is a great murder mystery. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But this is something that's like, okay, I love it. Shasi, take a step back. You're gonna you're gonna come with some info for a show, and I was just perplexed with how much information I got and how much I I got to look into just from that era right mm-hmm. there. Like after City of God, I was like, hey, who's got cameras only 14 grand? Who's gonna spot me 14? You know what I mean? It's like I want to do that manual mm-hmm. FPS settings. You know what I mean? But That's awesome. I give uh, I give Hot Fuzz. I think I like I used to like Shaun of the Dead better, mm-hmm. but I think just in yeah. progression yeah, now, I, I want to see number three soon. Yeah, mm-hmm. that one. Um, I'm giving a Hot Fuzz an eighty. Round excellent, 80. excellent. So we got an eighty, an eighty-four, and an eighty-six. Uh, now normally we would give this the Rotten Tomato score, but Rotten Tomatoes is having some technical difficulties. Their Website site is, is down. down. Look at this bowl. <laughs> Look at this bowl. So uh, we're just gonna soft. guess that we're in the neighborhood. Uh, I mean, this is an Eddie Wright movie, and it's a it's a Simon Pegg movie, so it's we're we're probably about right there. Um, awesome. But this is a great opportunity, audience. Those of you watching and listening, let us know. Hop Rate. down in the comments. Let us know what your taco rating is. Let us know is. what the Rotten Tomatoes. Is. <laughs> yeah, let us know what the You'll Rotten Tomatoes score is. First one, the Rotten Tomatoes gets a free free subscription to Patreon for three months. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah I, I can get down with that. I can get down with it's that. Three bucks. I got yeah. it. Yeah, we'll spot you. Let's we'll spot it. you. Um, this has been a wonderful time. Wonderful. Yeah, agreed. This is a great movie. Um, unless you didn't think it was a great movie. Again, hop down to them comments, YouTubers. You know all the good spots to hit. If you're listening to this on a podcast distribution app, go ahead and give us a, a rating. Every little bit counts. Um, you know how the world is run by algorithms. You know the drill. But my time is running out. My car out front is about to turn back into a pumpkin. So I'm going to have to say goodbye. can't just make people disappear.